yet something lurked within. A realm hungry to unmake reality itself. And then what happened? And then time <laughs> passed. <laughs> the survivors of Atlantis formed secret societies. In several worlds, throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who've embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors, armed only with a bag of dice. An unlikely group of nerdy adventurers with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts. Listen in as they tell their tales and come together to save the day. They are the Terrible Warriors. Seriously, these are the guys we're gonna go with? Welcome back to Terrible Warriors, my friends. This is our fourth year anniversary! Kermit Plan, everyone! Terrible Warriors is brought to you by CNG Comics and Gaming Magazine, found at cngmagazine.com. CGMag.com. <laughs> You've changed your URL so many times, Brennan. The editor is just sitting just here. <laughs> and he's shaking his head. Why did I ever agree to work with you guys? You did change a URL. So I will never forget again. Thank you, Brendan Fry. CGMagOnline.com. I do know that. He also has a spray bottle in hand to spray us if we're being bad guys. We've already got a Cassie spike on the way for Oh, man, yeah. We have discovered the Cassie spike today, folks. That'll happen a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. When we've been editing games in the past whenever Cassie's a player uh, whenever something hilarious happens we get the Cassie spike which is um, she where... laughs and the, all the microphones cry there it is there it is alright so um, today's game is also somewhat brought to you by uh, two shoutouts um, three the first is to uh, one of our fearless founders Mike Birdman Dodd who today was supposed to actually be running a uh, Skyrim game. Unfortunately, Mike is very ill with the flu as of this recording. Hopefully soon, he's better by the time you actually listen See, to this. When you're doing a Skyrim game, it's best not to do the research by just eating everything in the wild like you would in Skyrim. Look, Skyrim has taught me basic physics and chemistry. Yeah. Anything I eat won't kill me. It will only make me stronger by raising my alchemy rating. Um, also roll horses everything can climb down up hill. vertical hills. Everything. Yeah. yeah, so get well soon, Dodd. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> this, the, the Skyrim, the Skyrim game will... Maybe not yeah. such a literal take on research for Skyrim. Next yeah, the Skyrim yeah. game will happen at some point. Yeah. Um, um, just, roll every box. cabbage um, down the hill. Mm -hmm. the, every cabbage ever down the hill. <laughs> oh, God, I love that video. <laughs> uh, the other two uh, shout-outs are to uh, Onyx Path Publishing which now holds the rights to publish Mage to the Awakening, which is the game we are playing today, uh, and to one of their community managers, Ian Watson, who is uh, doing some retweets for us. Yay, um, thank you. And the Ooh. other shout-out goes to the Canada at Midnight uh, LARP fan club, whose setting from their last chronicle I am shamelessly ripping off today. Yay, ripping Yay. off! Because Yay. I know many of these NPCs like the back of my hand. Shameless. <laughs> um, so anyway... We should everyone probably introduce this. ourselves. Awesome. And now, after we've introduced everyone who isn't here... Which, if you were watching on Twitch TV, you wouldn't need the introduction because you've already been listening to us for the last half an hour. You're missing out. Yeah. 
TerrorWarriors.com slash live if you ever want to yep. check us out live. Watch us live when we do these. If you are yeah. listening to this, it may still actually be up and you can watch it for the four to five hours straight that it's recording. Yeah, they usually last about six to seven. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you like us, you may or may not have. Well, it's not going to last six to seven uh, hours today, guys. I got to go at some point. I got to go. Too. So, yeah, same here. Okay, yeah. so anyway. There's a trap door under my chair. Oh, yeah, no. It's <laughs> the Dr. Evil trap. So anyway, uh, to speed things along, uh, my name is Derek Bart. I will be ga- your game master for this evening. To my left, which is your first time game mastering on Terrible Warriors, isn't no, it? No, it's the nope. second. Ah, it's the second. Time you did, you did I did hole. You did hole. Survivor hole. This will probably be my. This is my second time. There will be at least one more before I leave for Alberta in December. No, please um, don't leave. Which will be when I run Power Rangers Night Watch. Mm-hmm. And there might be a fourth. Radical. When I run uh, Mutants and Masterminds for the wild card setting. Maybe. Radical. Anyway, radical, radical, radical. Anyway, to my left. Hey everybody, I'm Cassie D20 Love Chew, and uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be a brain wizard thing. Person. You could pitch that yeah. softer, but you have to <laughs> really try. Cassie, how do you feel about amiibos? Uh. <laughs> nope, that's it. That's all. Follow Cassie on Twitter. You'll know. Follow what I mean. Cassie on Twitter. <laughs> Have I been? The, you, uh, don't you live tweet your standing in lines while you're waiting? No, no, that's on, on Facebook. That's on Facebook. You should do it on Twitter too. Maybe I should do it on yeah, Twitter. Make it a thing. I waited in line uh, for two hours in front of Toys R Us to get this last wave before yeah. like racing my ass to work directly after getting everything. Yeah. My birthday's in March, Cassie. Duly noted. What amiibos are coming out in March? <laughs> you know what? I did I? I think I might have. That was really. Oh my god! That Derek was is about to fight a hobo. <laughs> that was wondrous. I wow. Uh, yeah, that those are memories ass. I Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm Justin Ecock, uh, Twitter Mr. Ecock. Hi everyone. I'll, I'll be playing a. Uh, I'll be playing the healer in the group. Who of Yay. course would be the necromancer? We're, we're going to go around and introduce your characters in a moment. So I've just I've just been I've been doing a lot of uh, very practical research. Uh, Tell us, Justin. <laughs> the termite king demands it, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to the. Um, yeah, but I got I have to. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go soon. So that's. Uh, Shh, don't don't ruin. No oh. spoilers. Oh, the spoilers. Ruin the yeah, best. spoilers. Connell, the prestige. Introduce yourself. I am Connell Macbeth, better known in the nerd community as Toronto's greatest supervillain and evil genius, Dr. Holocaust. Who today will be playing... Oh, yes, today... Evil genius, Dr. Dr. Holocaust. <laughs> evil genius, Dr. Holocaust. No, I'm, I have decided I'm a trend here. We're, we're, we're on the know. spot to simply refer to my character as the Doctor. I would love to take all the games that you have played on and, like, remix it's all your characters into playing this, like, all one game against each well, other. Well, because that's the secret. I don't play Dr. Holocaust. I wear a costume when I'm in my civilian clothes. So people are like, hey, what kind of guy do you want to play in a pretend game? I'm pretty sure I'm okay just being me. <laughs> Every are you, are you, are you like are you like Superman, where Clark Kent is the disguise? Basically, yeah. yes. Connell's the disguise. No, no, Bruce Wayne is the disguise for uh, Batman. Well, yeah, right. Sorry, no, yeah, the reverse. Is the yeah, for Clark Kent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's basically it's basically like I, if I can get no, a Tarantino chance to play. Uh, uh, a, a mad Clark scientist of some kind, then I will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> is there, because that's like a yes or no. Is there a way for me to play a mad scientist? Yes or no. If it's yes, then I will play a mad scientist. If it's no, then I will play a panty raiding psychopath. I, I, Who wants to be a mad scientist? <laughs> 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 I want to be a mad scientist. I will play some kind of fantasy Batman. Panty science. When Connell saw the phrase literal electrical wizard, he's like, I'll be that. 
Because <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, literal electrical wizard. And Eric who's, knows me uh, so well. Certified electrician. Yeah, I'm also a certified electrician, so I'm reading over this going like, I can MacGuffin the fuck out of this. You're going to start throwing amperage uh, all over this game. So, Steve, yeah. introduce yeah. yourself. Uh, I'm Steve Saylor, your like humble, uh, I guess, co-founder. Been here. This is actually my, I've been to every single anniversary show. And this Yay. is the first one where you're not playing Master Chief. Yes! So this is great. I like this. Uh, and I'm also going to be uh, tapping into the oracles in the abyss because I'll be chatting with the live stream on terrorwarriors.com slash live. Hey. So if anyone who's watching in the stream right now, hey. you can actually be able to send in your suggestions. Wow. I'm watching it here. I swear to God, Eternal. Chad, yes. you put us in a scary room at the end of the Bell's game Bell's in the again. chat room. Dental Everybody. I know. Bell's in the chat room. No. What up, Bell? Yeah. Um, by the way, baby. Cassie. My they, poor heart can't take it. By the way, Cassie, someone in the chat room said you should come to the UK because they have a surplus of amiibos where they work and they I aren't know. even region locked. Don't tell her that. That's, that's, that's articulate that. team. I see Dr. Nathaniel Right now, the only one I'm missing is the blue yarn Yoshi. That's the only one I'm missing right now. Fuck right off articulate. Don't do it, Don't do it, I, I do have to pull it, because we do have a limited time today, I do have to pull us back to the game. Right? Yes, yep. let's do it. Okay, I right. just decided, though, I'm going to call Steve Chief all the, uh, the whole thing. Yeah, hey, Chief. <laughs> Chief. So Can you fix your mic? That's Chief. not bad, actually. All right, Chief. So anyway. Can you fix your mic? You're talking to the top. Not the, Me? You're, yeah, you have oh, to talk to the side. Oh, I thought it was a direct, it's, it's a side thing. Oh, yeah. It's a side thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a hang in front of your face mic. Pay no attention to the man behind the microphone. Okay, so, folks, like tonight that. we will be playing Mage the Awakening. Uh, at the time published by White Wolf Game Studios, now owned by Onyx Path Publishing. Mage oh, really? Awakening is part of their uh, World of Darkness line. Um, <laughs> sorry. Fuck you, Connell. <laughs> I'm Connell's sorry. played this game before. I've played, uh, no, I got, like, okay, I want you to, for the folks at home, I want you to look at this book. This is almost 400 pages of book. Less than half of this is rules. <laughs> yep. There's like, like all world right. building now, is rules no, too. Because here's the thing. No, when I first got my hands on these books, like way back, I was just flipping through the pages, trying desperately to find where the mechanics were. Because I was used to playing games like D and D, where you open it up and it's tables, it's charts, it's rules, front to back, and there's like little bits of like flavor text in between. I opened this book and the first whole chapter was just flavor text, and the second whole chapter was just flavor text. There were no rules listed anywhere, and I'm just like flipping to, and I was so infuriated, but after a while it's like, no, the flavor text that's there is sort of a way that they uh, roundabout introduce you to the world of Mage. And I'm about to introduce um, all of you to the world of Mage. Yay! So, first of all, I'm going to say this. Wait, don't I have a little table. story to tell you. Ooh. Gather around the fire. It's story time, everybody. Once in the beginnings of the world, Mankind was not the only sentient being on Earth. When man was young, huddled around fires, living in mud huts, there were other things moving in the darkness. The barrier between Earth and the realms of shadow, the realms of the spirits, the outer realms, the underworld. These barriers that we have today did not exist. Beings flowed freely across, and mankind was not the dominant species on the planet as it is today. Man was prey. And over the years, the human race dwindled in number. Small tribes here and there. 
wooden palisades to push back the darkness. And a cry went up from the human race. Something to protect them. Something to push back the long, dark night. The shamans of the world, the sorcerers, the holy men, the mystics prayed, and they were heard. And dragons came to earth. The dragons came from a realm that we don't even understand, a realm that we've never found. And they found an island with a mountain on it. And in that mountain, they made their home. And they called all of the mystics, all of the holy men, all of the seers, the shamans to them. And they gave them magic to push back the darkness. They gave them the realm supernal, the power of heaven in the palm of their hand. And together, these people built an empire. They built the city that we call today in the West Atlantis. Shit. Though other societies call it other things. Mu, Lemuria, Meru. All of these describe the same mythical place. Who the called first it city. Mu? Tirana Oak. <laughs> yes. Maybe. In a way. <laughs> but Atlantis became drunk with its power. It conquered much of the world. As it does. But its kings, its sorcerer yeah, lords became hungry for more power, and they built a ladder into the heavens, huh. intending to supplant the gods themselves in their seats in the realm supernal. But they didn't have a Ins spotter on the bottom uh, of the ladder. Insert so. stairway to heaven. Well, <laughs> actually, they did have a spotter. The problem is that there was dissension among the Atlantean kings. Some felt that this power was their birthright. Others felt that this was not power that men was meant to have. And a war was started in the first city. And a few of their kings managed to get up the ladder managed to supplant the gods themselves over the world. And these became known as the Exarchs. Oh yeah, the Exarchs. And they tried to cut Earth off from the supernal. And the latter fell. And in its place was nothing. A great void yawned between Earth and Heaven. Only a few of the rebel kings managed to make it after them, managed to try to fight the Exarchs in Heaven. These became the oracles, and they built watchtowers so that man could still reach out towards the supernal. And Atlantis fell, and the world fell with it. And the abyss opened, a realm of nothingness, yet something lurked within, a realm hungry to unmake reality itself. And then what happened? And then time passed. <laughs> the survivors of Atlantis formed secret societies, the four orders of the diamond. The Adamantine Arrow, warrior mystics, trying to protect humanity from evil. The Guardians of the Veil, trying to cover up the existence of magic from humanity. Because with the opening of the Abyss, a, a curse fell upon the human race. People started to not believe in magic anymore. They started to fear it. And their very presence started to unravel it. The Guardians created a veil to protect the remaining wizards from this. There was also the Mysterium, which sought to recover the lost lore of Atlantis. And the Silver Ladder, the survivors of the priests and advisors to the kings, who tried to guide the rest of the diamond along. And then around 1910, they welcomed a fifth point, creating the Pentacle, the Free Council. Humanist anarchist mages studying technomancy yeah, and democracy. That was a smart idea. Hey, no. <laughs> no, no, the Free Council was necessary against the growing power of the Seers of the Throne, the followers of the Exarchs, mm -hmm. those false kings of Atlantis who had become false gods. And so we get the world where it is today. 
The world sucks, people, and it's kind of the Exarch's fault. It's also the fault of all the other crap out go, there, you guys. including people. So but like, the Exarchs encourage division and domination in humanity. This is why we so, can't have nice things. So now here, let me let me just see if I can if I can summarize this really quickly so that I can understand this properly. Um, we have our world, Earth. There was the Heaven Realm where we were drawing our magic from, and everything yep. was awesome. We tried to build a stairway to Heaven, that fucked it up. And there's now between the realm of magic and our world here, in between, there's the abyss. So every time yeah. people in our world try to use magic, they'd reach through the abyss to draw magic down. Exactly. And that's why in our world, every time you're doing magic, there's a possibility that abyss shit might happen. Um, there's also a possibility the spell might not work. There's also a possibility that the spell might not work. And because people don't believe in magic anymore, their collective disbelief squashes magic in this realm. If they're around. If they're around. If, yeah, their uh, their visual perceptive disbelief, if in the ability to perceive magic, stops it almost from happening entirely. Right. Okay. All right. And we have our first suggestion in the chat room. I suggest we all basically build a ship called the HMS Fussy Purchase, and then just go into the abyss. <laughs> you don't want to do that. The, the abyss will fuck your shit up. Yeah, no, God the abyss damn. will seriously fuck your shit up. The abyss causes something called paradox. Yeah. Paradox happens when you try and use magic to overwrite the laws of reality. With the, with the power of the supernal. Yes. Sometimes a little bit of the abyss comes along with that power. And this can be anything from your spell going awry to you opening up, a, accidentally opening up a portal to hell and a demon coming out and trying to kill you. Or like, oh, it, it just like, or you can, what's, what's You I can go insane. You can soak the abyss or the, the paradox take, and it like tears you open and stuff yeah, like that. You like can try it. and um, pass some of that abyssal power through your body and it hurts you. So that's where we come down to today. To stop it from tearing However, up we're not playing a celestial level game that worries about the great concerns of the cosmos. We're here with these four street level magicians today. I'd like you to introduce yourself from Steve street going around counterclockwise. Because we will do everything Wittershins from now on. <laughs> I beg your pardon. It is pronounced wizard. <laughs> Do I the basis? Uh, uh, do I say like who I like? Yeah, what give, I am? give yourself, give your name, give what kind of backstory you a uh, little bit of backstory you want to give. Give your concept. Uh, my name is Caster, and I am an archer. I have this. Uh, I am not the Green Arrow, which I would I feel like that's that would be copyright infringement. Um, but. <laughs> I do like to be, uh, I, I've had an accident uh, when I was uh, very young learning the archery trade. I lost my hand. However, I have a me mechanical hand that attaches to my bow that allows me to be able to, uh, my magical bow, and it allows me to be able to uh, do some magic shit. <laughs> I kind of lost the plot there for a uh, second. Can, can, I, can I make a suggestion? Yes. Magical prosthesis don't, there are limits to what magic can do, and it cannot grow you a new hand. Even if you've got a prosthetic one, it wouldn't work so well. However, yeah, no, that's what I meant. I have a prosthetic hand. Time, you might have gotten a bad injury, and someone reattached your hand. Okay, um, that works. <laughs> it doesn't work like it used to, but it is a prosthetic hand of my own hand. Yes. <laughs> there was some nerve damage along the way. There's a little bit of an Evil Dead thing happening here. <laughs> yeah, it might be. A, yeah, yeah. It might have some. Yeah. Well, we can't always say what magic. Stop hitting yourself. Things. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> All right. So, um, Steve is playing an adamantine arrow. Yes. Uh, so he's a warrior Sorry. mystic, and yep. uh, his character is from uh, the path of the acanthus, which means that he has a fairy magic about him. He can control fate and probability. And also kind of play with time a little bit. Think like uh, early Scarlet Witch. Yeah. 
Oh, paperclip. <laughs> oh, paperclips. McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't get that reference. It's a, it's an old it's a Flash really animation. Old, oh my new god, rounds. yeah, that's like that's Newgrounds level shit. That was fucking Newgrounds. New okay, so this party um, like it's two thousand and two. I am playing a forces mage named Doc, who is like a literal electrical wizard slash tech infiltrator. So he's obviously based more around intellect. Um, he may have at one point worked for some kind of large tech firm and has since decided to just take his full time doing wizard business or whiz biz as we call it. Um, <laughs> shut, shut up. He's a member of the free council. They member get informal free, like that. Yeah, we got, we got, we got a member of the free council. We don't take uh, Atlantean wizard stuff very seriously, if at all. Uh, mainly, they just kind of go, hey, we've got magic. We're doing the best that we can with what we've got, and we do what we want to do. Like, the whole... It's like Applejack, so you eat what you like. Eat what you like. No, because there's this whole assigned system that we had uh, from Atlantis back in the day, and then everybody fucked it up, and we're still trying to cling to that, and the Free Council thinks that it's probably a better idea to make a new system and move forward. You go, Lemon. <laughs> you tear down that state. Yep. You, you be you. <laughs> you. You be you, buddy. All we are saying. So, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before we get into a Cullen musical number. Hi, everyone. Uh, so I'm playing um, Cullen, who was, uh, I, I mean, I, I thought of, I was looking at some of the things you gave me to figure out what my backstory would be just right now, because I thought it would have be, been funny to have said I was a, a stand-up comic, and then that all changed after my and awakening. And then you became a paramedic? And then, and then I, no, and then I, exactly, but it has paramedic and stunt driving in here. So I, I'm taking the stunt driving as being more um, hands-on training on just my own reckless uh, life, uh, certainly before my awakening, uh, where uh, <laughs> spent medical school making money on the racetrack and, and, and street racing, underground racing, and things like that. Exactly. So as a paramedic, though, that was uh, that was what my my sleeping life was like uh, before uh, before the whole mage thing happened. Um, I picked Cullen as the shadow name because uh, the. Uh, there was a different ways that you can awaken, either in dream or this play. Yep. So I liked the play one, where uh, I was um, uh, met, and 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 uh, the Morrigan was what yep. kept talking to me, and either different people, the, her voice coming out of their mouths, or a crow or a black dog. All these different uh, images of the Morrigan just kept promising all the rewards that only death could offer, and uh, and 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 kept this conversation going. Actually, went on for like a week, where the Morrigan just. I was just a crazy rambling person in the streets for a while until finally it brought me to uh, to Moros, where uh, where I wrote my name onto that flame that we all fly towards. So um, Justin is a necromancer. Yep. He has powers over the dead, over shadows, over ghosts, but he also has some life magic. So he's also the party's healer. Yeah, don't worry about the whole death thing. Honestly, it's it's just um, it's, it's natural. Just fine. It happens to everyone. It's just we're just moths heading towards that flame that is just. Just, it's wonderful. The Moros are very morose. It's great. Uh, and also part of the Order of the Mysterium. So, uh, really into that. that he's, he's a bit of a uh, scholar. A bit of that uh, hanging on to those things in the past that uh, we're clinging to that uh, that, that, that uh, Connell was just talking he's about. He's a magic nerd. So yeah, I'm a magic nerd. Magic nerd. Yeah. nerd. Oh, sorry. There is... <laughs> You're a magic nerd. You're just a magical nerd. <laughs> yes. Um, I haven't there decided is... yet how much into the... I got, I got uh, 
like Mysterium are sort of like two different. There's those who find the mm-hmm. uh, artifacts and bring them back, and there's those who study well, and learn. Um, I, so. I was kind of thinking when I designed your character, um, just uh, this is just my blurb. Yeah, no, please. Um, is that I'm gonna just kind of treat the Mysterium for simplicity's sake, sort of like where? Have you ever watched Warehouse 13? Yeah. Um, you're sort of like an agent of the warehouse. Yeah, exactly. Um, is that as a paramedic, it means that if someone happens to keel over in the street and they have a magic item on them, you, you, you can politely re- um, relieve them of it. I'm just always keeping my eyes open for, yeah. for, for symbols and things that, that, that are It keeps important. you in useful locations yeah. like the hospital It as helps well. that I'm really interested in it, but uh, as like, far as like a complete scholar, not so yeah, much. Yeah, no. It's like if somebody got injured by like some kind of magical creature or something, you, you threw could in be there and pass them up and this. be like, oh, so you got, got hit by a bus, I don't know. Anyway, now we're going to move to our fourth player, Cassie. Hello. Uh, I must admit I'm fairly unprepared for this. So am I. Yeah, alright. So I'm going to be playing Fiora. Um, I'm a, I'm a hard-ass cop. Mofos. (laughs) This is going to be the greatest moment of Cassie's RP and career here. (laughs) Just like, uh, I'm a badass. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it that during, um, like when we're trying to figure out examples our... of Cassie so, badass episode four of Pokemon, that's where we're heading <laughs> oh, towards. Oh shit, man! Just yeah, yeah. channel Lily. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I love it that when we were all like choosing our characters, like in, in our like just before we started the game, we just realized that basically the character that was kind of left was like a hard ass cop, and we're like, oh shit, does that mean Cassie's gonna be a hard ass cop? Mean, <laughs> I'm like, yes, hard yes, yes. Retribution. <laughs> yeah, um, well, you'll notice that you do that. I did yeah, give you guys all um, two stats called a virtue and a vice. Oh yeah. Um, these are how you regain willpower, and willpower is this pool of points that you got on your sheet here. Um, you can spend a willpower to get a plus three on any non-combat related roll, or to sub- uh, basically you get three extra dice, or you can subtract two dice from the pool of someone attacking you. On each. Um, okay. Oh, cool. Now, you, re- get, uh, you also each have a special trait that I wrote up for you that lets you spend willpower in a different way for your character um, that I bastardized off the source book so I didn't have to bring any extra books with me today. Um, I do. Now, you regain willpower. You gain one willpower by having a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. You can also regain willpower by uh, performing your virtue or your vice. If you do your virtue, you get all your spent willpower back, but it's you act within that virtue at personal risk and personal loss. Okay, one of the... So... My virtue is, like, really big. What's your virtue? Hope. Yeah. Uh, you have to... If you are hopeful, if you see a better future, Connell... You have to be willing to sacrifice and bleed for that. Okay. All we are um, saying. And this basically means that the character acts virtuously. They act with their high, um, with that higher self. I'm calling you Lennon. Um, oh god. And they feel refreshed by it, even if they themselves lose something in the process. No. Your vice is more base. You give into your baser impulses. Uh, you gain back one willpower, but you generally do it at significantly less of a loss. Though you may end up having to make a uh, degeneration check with your wisdom stat, which is your morality. Um, based on what you do. For instance, Cassie, has, uh, her virtue is justice. So she's a very just person. It's about following the law. But her vice is wrath. So she might be the kind of cop to dangle a suspect off a bridge by his ankles Swear and shake him a few times to demand to know where the fucking drug shipment is. <laughs> My virtue is prudent, so I might just let her go ahead with that. Because... <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm starting yes. to realize I probably I might not have should I maybe shouldn't have given you prudent, but then again, you also do things that aren't prudent sometimes. Yeah, because the vice is pride. You know, cause... yeah, you know that there's a certain line that you should tow, and when you work hard to tow that line, you're you feel good about it. But at times, you just have to say fuck that line. Yeah. So you yep. may be driven more by your vice than your virtue at times, Justin. So that's how you regain willpower in this game. So. Um, do we want to talk about my order and stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Cassie is a guardian of the veil. Which makes me a mage cop. Which the also makes me just think of axe cop, but instead of wielding an axe, I wield a mage. Mage cop. Except another mage as a weapon. Wielding another wizard. <laughs> I, I think I actually did ask that technical question in a LARP once. So what happens if I... So I've got this bad awesome mage, invincibility power. Mage. What happens what if I pick up a dude do? with the invincibility power and use him to hit another dude who also has the invincibility power and I have the invincibility power? How does the damage work there? And the guy's response was, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you all die. Rocks fall, you all die, fuck you, go away. Can I, can I make, make a suggestion that Cassie has like magic yeah, aviators that paradox. she just puts on at, at certain moments and says whatever quippy pun she can? Actually, you know what? Um, well, you didn't pick a magical tool yeah. yet, Cassie. Yeah, um, well, I was actually. Oh, just I've got one in mind. Um, shades, you could actually have magical aviator just write shades. Them down I would love that. Fantastic. That would be incredible. Um, what are they made out of? What are the. Uh, well, they don't have to be made out of anything special because that would work within your order. Uh, so you have magical tools in the game to help you avoid paradox. Steve has his bow. Mm -hmm. Justin has a bone dagger. Yeah, I do. Connell? I have a, like, palm pilot slash, like, small uh, touchscreen device that I'm going to call my eye scroll. <laughs> Glad he got that. <laughs> it's like magical scrolls, except now yeah, it's yeah, in I, my I, palm. It's my eye scroll. This <laughs> is my eye scroll. Like little oh, eye like scroll. A it's an iPad. It's like it's an iPad like, mini that he carries It's, it's an iPad mini, but he's like used magic, I guess, to like expand the memory. And then so that he can use it to like, when he's influencing magical devices, like or influencing electronic devices with magic, he'd be like, no, I'm like hacking it with my thing. Look, I'm pushing the buttons. I'm there is in fact an app for that. There is in fact... An app for this. It has it has Cuddles many it has many uh, MBs which are magical bites. <laughs> yeah, magical bites. Yeah, it's yep. got sixteen magic bites a second. Uh, well, it sounds like a freaking breakfast cereal now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, magic bites. Um, magic to, bites a second. To, to the chat room the, shakes their heads. <laughs> the, the security device that where it actually bites people that uh, isn't. Uh, You'll get those sometimes in this game. <laughs> you will get the security devices that actually bite you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, the, this game itself, however, is um, <laughs> not being set on a cosmic level, but is rather being set uh, in a city, specifically Toronto. Um, mages organize on the local level into what's called a concilium, which is sort of like their secret local government. Generally, there's like 20 or 30 mages in the city. Um, the concilium of Toronto is also called the Avalon Foundation, named after a wizard named Avalon, who sacrificed herself when it was founded oh, uh, in a magical ritual that basically prevented a great mystical doom from befalling the city. Um, and since her apprentice, a mage named Helios, uh, became its <laughs> first hierarch, its first basically minister of magic, um, he named it after his deceased mentor. Um, your PCs are kind of recently formed together in what's called a cabal. And it's basically an adventuring party of mages. Um, you all know each other and can at least moderately tolerate each other's presence, mm. uh, which is to say the party has a reason to kind of work together. 
Um, we don't immediately hate one another. But because you're all relatively newly awakened mages, you've probably become mages within the last year or two. Uh, you're not terribly powerful. And as a recently formed cabal, you don't have uh, territory within the city yet. Or like okay. a lot of reputation. Yeah. You don't have a... Um, you have a stat that goes from one to five on your sheet called concilium status. You have one dot of it. That means that you're basically bottom level guys sworn to the concilium. Uh, Helios is the hierarch has concilium status five. That's sort of the, the your uh, your between levels. Okay. Okay. Um, at the start, um, the basic part start of this game has you going before the council of the concilium. You want territory. You want a piece of land, probably the equivalent of like a four or five block radius, uh, where you can for create a sanctum, which is a safe location where you can work magic, that has a hallow. A hallow is a magical, I won't, don't want to say tear to the supernal, but it's a place in the fallen world where supernal energy collects and where you can gather that energy to power your spells. We should go to the junction. It's really hot. Uh, you know, place really going up. In, in, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, the junction's really nice. Okay, yeah. you want to go to the junction? <laughs> Wait, where's the junction again? Uh, it's just like uh, a little bit north, uh, over place. by like, I don't know if you go north of the city. To okay. the oh wait, south. no, I'm thinking of somewhere else. Uh, the junction where like Dundas goes up past Bloor, and then it's heading over towards Keel. Yep. Like Dundas and Keel. So essentially, junction. where we are. Where we are right now. Uh, no, no, we're not <laughs> totally in the junction still. Where yeah, uh, the junction is just that way. Uh, if you keep going so up. close to here. Yeah, close a really, to here. Yeah. Really Just cool cafe no one 30 listening 30. to the podcast can see the direction you're pointing at, which makes it all the better. <laughs> so it's that way. It's just up the road. Right, it's, just, it's just that way. Yeah, just anyway. trust us, guys. It's that way. Are you going to turn the CNG office into our sanctum? Yeah, right, sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, looking to get a loft in the junction. Um, just, just as an aside, though, uh, this fucking, uh, there's a person named Hesbel and, and Professor Hades in the chat room on our Twitch live stream think we're on fire with the magic puns. <laughs> yes. Um, so Not I'm just going to like shamelessly rip off a bunch a of Bell's puns area. here. I'm writing them down. <laughs> On my paper, just so that I think I can the like, first one. If you ever, if you no, heard us giggling things, in the beginning, yeah. uh, we basically there was one. We one of them dying. said, "Let's get down to business." Oh my god! <laughs> Let's get down to business. <laughs> I think we may actually have the title of this episode. Now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Oh. Done. Ship it. Oh my god. I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna be like, use, because these are, this is shit that the character that yeah. I'm playing would totally say. So. By the way, so if you're looking, if you're, like, it's okay we give out the address of the of the office, right, Brendan? Okay, so if you want to look up where we're gonna, where our section is gonna be, if you look up on Google Maps in Toronto, Dundas six, West Station. Dundas West that. Station, essentially, that's yeah. our Somewhere. area. Okay, that's fine. Um, just to kind of give people, I would people, just be you know. facetious about picking like a trendy area in Toronto. No, no, really but that's, that's fine. It's, it's good if you guys. <laughs> have... like, I was thinking like Ossington Restaurant Row, maybe Roncesvalles, yeah. Kensington Market, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, Leslieville, Kensington Market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kensington Market. There's so many good little nooks and crannies there. You Liberty know? Village. And, and and no one paradox isn't gonna happen there because everyone there's like crackheads who aren't gonna like freak out when uh, fireballs are going from people's hands. Well, maybe that might be. The I mean, option. they might freak out anyway because they're always freaking out. Well, so, so um, as this new cabal uh, coming towards the council, um, you basically are hey. At the moment, you don't really have a specific shared sanctum between you. You just kind of live in your own, like, houses or apartments. Aw, oh, um, damn, we don't have a clubhouse here. And meet up at, like, one of the local restaurants for coffee every day or two. Um, but you all get a summons. It's delivered by um, 
a woman by the name of Tapos. Uh, she's a Moros member of the Silver Ladder. Um, she's a very, uh, she's kind of an average looking uh, Greek woman. And she basically shows up to each of you in turn uh, and hands you a very formal looking invitation. Uh, it has the seal of the Avalon Foundation on it. Uh, you open it up, it appears to be blank. But you know that the Avalon Foundation sends you messages um, that are written magically so that only other mages can read them. Uh, to do this, you have to activate something called Mage Sight, which uses one of your arcana, and you can pick any one of them, doesn't really matter, um, that, to be able to see magic. Um, so you do that. Um, all mages can cast Mage Sight. It is the most basic spell all of them have access to. Um, you cast it, and uh, written in glowing gold letters, um, written in, you recognize it as basically Helios' handwriting, says that, you know, um, you're Cabal, you guys should probably figure out a name at some point, um, are cordially invited to meet with the council um, at uh, X and Y time um, at the Lighthouse. And the Lighthouse is this building owned by the, by the Concilium where the council meets, uh, it is an old lighthouse on the Scarborough Bluffs that they've restored. Um, but it's also hidden using space magic. It's sort of like uh, Grimmauld Place in Harry Potter, yeah. where if you just drive past, you don't notice it. But if you know that it's there... Like Scarborough. Like platform nine and three quarters uh, or yeah. whatever. Like yeah. You miss it unless you know where yeah. to go. If you, uh, but if you know where to go... Um, the whiz. You pull off along the bluffs, and um, it opens up, and there's this give you the sculpted courtyard. Um, there are hedges set around it that have been uh, beautifully trimmed into various shapes. Uh, often very abstract, though. Nothing really concrete, um, suggesting mystical patterns in them. Uh, so nothing's made of concrete. Well, some of the lighthouses. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so there has been a few suggestions in the chat room uh -oh. as far as our cabal name. Uh -oh. We either got Team Wizness, The Wiz, Cabalers with Attitude, The, <laughs> the Wizbians, Cabalers, Cabalin, The Cheese Wiz, or The Four Cabalzos. <laughs> the Four Cabaleros. <laughs> four Cabaleros. Yeah. Oh so, which one would you like to choose? I'm down for the yeah, Wiz. No. The Wiz? Because yeah. then we can give the Wizness. Let me just give people the Wizness. <laughs> All right, They're so the... not going to take us seriously at this point. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> okay, to be fair, here are the names of some of the local cabals. Um, XREL, which you know if you, if you hear people, used to have, uh, which is the Hierarch's Cabal, which when he was younger used to be called the House of Badgers. Okay. Um, uh, another Badger, cabal called Badger, the Ergo Badger, Syndicate. Badger. There's one called the Trust. The new firm Vox Populi oh, yeah, the trust. and the uh, ally and the ally um, Phoenicus. Sure, we're gonna go with no Phoenicus. one ever pronounces it correctly. Guy, if you're listening to this, your cabal had a stupid name. <laughs> I have a name for the cabal. Okay, Barrier Knox. Okay. Okay. It is a Latin uh, that would normally translate into "Fear the Dark." Yep. But as it is constructed, actually translates to "I am the dark. I fear myself." Cool. That's totally badass. Barrier Knox. Barrier Knox. Great as hell. Groovy. Um, 
So, so how do you spell that? In Latin, it's spelled like stupid. You just write very or not. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. So long as you can pronounce it, that's all that matters. Magios. <laughs> Magios. They're still coming up with some on the chat room. I, I love you guys yeah. in the chat. I can't even see the chat right now. I love you guys so Basically, much. in the they say in the wizard world, they have their own cereal, Coven Crunch. Coven Crunch. Coven Crunch. <laughs> I may be going to a mage larp after this game is over. Or mageo. I'm just gonna be making these jokes to people all fucking just start night. Down a oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're gonna slap me upside the head. So Wizness Wheaties. Wizness Wheaties. Taking care of business. Okay. Every day, taking care of business. Anyway, anyway. So anyway, um, you um go to the lighthouse. Um, there are two mages standing by the door, just kind of leaning up. Against it, um, they're basically two people who work for the Sentinel. The Sentinel is sort of like the mage's chief of police. Uh, and they're just kind of leaning against the door. Um, you show them your invitations. They let you in. Um, Wait, one of them... Sorry. Do we literally flash them a blank piece of paper? They can see what's on it. But yes, if anyone were to see you, you walk up to them, flash them a blank piece of paper, and they just sort of nod and open the door for like you. Like the doctor from Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Psychic paper. You're, you're going. Yeah, couples just walk past and it's like, yeah, guys, I got psychic paper. They're just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, that kid. <laughs> we right. don't know. Right. Yeah, the nerds are here. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is. Uh, one of them kind of looks like a. Uh, he actually kind of looks like a hobo. Um, he's dressed in dirty trench coat, dirty slacks, rumpled shirt. His hair is kind of stringy. It's falling around his head. He's actually an arrow. This is someone that someone actually played. Um, and he, uh, he basically just mutters under his breath, like, nerd alert. <laughs> um, so you walk inside. Um, the lighthouse itself has been completely restored and renovated inside. It doesn't even really look like a lighthouse necessarily anymore. Uh, the main building of it is pretty much an open council chamber with a couple of side rooms off of it. And then the wrought iron spiral staircase at the back leading up top of the tower. Um, and there are chairs set about the room. At the moment, the council are the only people here. Um, there's a long antique wooden table um, on a raised dais near the back of the room. Um, they're like really formal chairs. Uh, all the councilors have papers in front of them. Uh, Helios, as the hierarch, sits in the very middle. Uh, beside him sits Tapos as his herald. Then just kind of dispersed evenly uh, down the length of the table are the counselors for each of the five orders of the pentacle. Okay. Um, there's uh, Guardians of the Veil. Their counselor is a guy named Ecolos. Oh, yeah, Ecolos. Um, if you've seen Heroes, he basically looks like uh, Noah Bennett, the man with horn-rimmed glasses. Oh. Um, he is basically Noah Bennett, the man with horn-rimmed glasses. Um, He's actually in town for Tiff. Uh, I know. He's eaten at my restaurant a couple times. I've actually, oh. I cooked him a steak the other day. So that's really That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, the Arrow Council is a man named Obelus. Um, Obelus basically looks like Tony Stark, is played by Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he's got a three-piece suit on. He doesn't look like an adamantine arrow. No um, tie. Yeah, no tie. He, he does not wear a tie. Yeah, no, no. Guy never wore a tie. Guy never wore a tie. Um, that was Steve, the thing. Like you are, however, suit, aware, no like, this guy is the adamant sage. He is the head of the Arrow in Toronto. Okay. Um, you have seen this guy pull out a pistol that blew a car up. The pistol blew a car off. Um, okay. He's noted for, uh, he forges magic weapons. Awesome. Um, 
he he's a sniper, but his primary skill is he makes magic weapons for people. Um, picks up weapons and makes them magical. Yeah. Um, the counselor for the Mysterium is a, well, I'm not going to use the word man. A hermaphrodite named Dario. Um, who looks like what they actually are, which is just a college professor um, who has a third eye. <laughs> for simplicity's sake and not being silly, we're just going to you know the third eye is on the back of their head? Oh, goody. They study a strange school of magic. Um, there is the free council counselor, uh, which is a uh, like a corporate executive looking woman dressed in a absolute, like, top of the line, perfectly tailored power suit. Uh, she's named Liz Parker. Uh, she runs a company called Telm Trust. Oh, yeah, Liz. Or, or at least she is um, the local VP for it. Um, the, the rest of the counselor are all looking at their notes. She's busy, like, stabbing away on a Blackberry. Occasionally muttering, it's like, no, 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 we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna sell for more than that. <laughs> she may or may not be conducting actual business during council whiz business. The Chinese, um, the Chinese stock market just opened. Yes! Whiz business is catching on! <laughs> Wizness. 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 Um, this is serious wizness happening. Serious wizness. Serious wizness. Um, finally, you have the uh, counselor for the Silver Ladder, uh, who's a man named Knuckles. Is the easiest way I can enough? describe Knuckles is Knuckles looks like Tony Soprano. Oh, jeez. Knuckles basically is Tony Soprano. Big Knuckle, uh, Knuckles is... He is not the head of the mafia in Toronto, um, but he is... One of the bosses who works for the uh, the Capo de Tutti Capo of Toronto. Yeah. And uh, is not a red echidna. No, he is not a red echidna. Um, finally, just kind of lounging against one wall is this very feral-looking woman, um, just wearing a T-shirt, uh, cargo pants, no shoes, um, named Artemis, and she's the sentinel of the city. Artemis, yeah. Uh, now that we have firmly established this in the first hour of game, sorry, guys. No, it's okay. World building. Yeah, world yeah. building. Um... These NPCs will be important to the game. Um, you come we're going to kill them all. Oh, you come before the council. Um, you don't have chairs to sit on. They're all sitting. Um, they, they, they kind of shuffle papers. Tapos politely slaps her hand on the table once. Nobody pays attention to her. She gets this kind of frustrated look on her face. Slaps the table harder. Everyone finally starts paying attention to what's going on in the room. It's like, uh... Guys, they're here. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Fuck, they're here already. God, are you guys early? We can it's hear this, you. It's this, this, this sudden moment where you realize, yeah, the council may be these really powerful, kind of pretentious mages. They're they, also mages who are like, kind of super regular people, though. Yeah, they are super <laughs> regular people, except Helios. Helios looks like a rock star. Mm -hmm. um, Helios, you in fact know, was at one point a rock star before he awakened. Um, and he's still got like the rock star good looks uh, he's dressed in this really informal um, like leather jacket band t-shirt, leather jacket, jeans someone can't let go of the glory days he's kind of lounging in his chair um, and congressly there is a completely stark white raven sitting on one corner of the chair 
Um, like a okay. it looks like a th- does this chair look like a kind of like a throne like whatever no whatever. we avoid having thrones in the pentacle oh thrones oh. are what seers have okay um, all right that's an issue but yeah. <laughs> but it is it is a very nice very tall chair that we will politely not call a throne just a really okay. ornate uh tall chair <laughs> yeah exactly that, that, yes. that, that um, a place of prominence in the room this raven raised on the dais uh, at you with this yeah. look of absolute human intelligence in its eyes um, you are aware that it's probably his familiar. <laughs> um, so, okay, guys. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so Helios looks like the Grand Kai from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> As suggested by As suggested by Bullsar in the chat. There you go, Fox. Um, I mean, I was gonna suggest Clavia Gavin from Apollo Justice, but that's just me. <laughs> That's the thing. These anyway. characters, these characters that are being mentioned, are actually from a local mage LARP that both Derek and I used to play at. So I know some of these I characters from like thing. three, four years ago. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, because uh, Mike Dog got sick on such short notice, I kind of had to throw this together quickly. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's fine. This is great. I, I'm liking this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the, the chaotic nature of this council, knowing that they came from a real LARPing group, I mean it. It adds a bit of like you're right. They, we were we were given a brief that the people uh, that are really high up in the mage society are also completely batshit because of what magic does to their brains. So I kind of expected to that, not be like a very organized. They're all regular ass people. They're just from regular, all walks of regular life. dudes from all walks yeah. of life who might also be completely crazy. I can guarantee yeah. you at least three members of this council are completely batshit. Uh, Connell knows exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. There was one suggestion in the chat room that also uh, Helios kind of maybe looks like Dio. <laughs> um, yes! I am so super down with him. Dio. All right, that's it. He looks like Dio. Wait, wait, it was I actually I, Dio. <laughs> Love it. Done and done. So, um, yeah, um, he was just like, okay, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> you wanted to meet with us? Yes. Yeah. I think we all know basically why you're here. Come on, give us your elevator pitch. Um, Eagle is just sort of tapping at his watch. He's like, come on, I, I, I have somewhere I have to be right now. Make this quick. Uh, am I the speaker for our group? You yeah. are the intelligent one. That doesn't make me the speaker, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> you are a certified electrician. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that makes really, me a speaker. Really <laughs> certified electrical really son of a good with words. bitch. Certified something. Certified something, yeah. yeah. Friggin'. All right, so... What elevator pitch? They invited us. Yes, yeah, so they invited us. Oh, okay. well, they, they gave we, you a time for something that you wanted yeah, to do. Oh, they gave us an appointment. To, we okay. wanted to set up a cabal at this location uh, uh, so that we could work together to stabilize magic in the area. And I give them the pitch for the location. I introduce ourselves as members of each of the groups, as there is four of us. Do we have a fifth member as an NPC? Nope. To, okay, so it's just the four of us, because screw those guys. <laughs> the, the you do not have a member of the Silver Ladder. You do not have a Thursus. But we, 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 there, there might be like a ladder that we'll keep at. at we may have a ladder the, made of silver that will keep an honorary in the corner <laughs> that, in the that sanctum that we'll use to get yeah. to the very tops of those bookshelves, uh, just in case. Because you know some of us aren't very tall. Some of us are. I in like fact, to keep very tall bookshelves. Shorter than very others. Very awkward so conversation coming up at <laughs> <of> the council. <laughs> so yes. Um, 
but we are very much looking forward to ensuring that this area of the city stays stable, stays stable, stays safe, and keeps magic under control and hidden. Okay. And, and you know, he, he was kind of thinks to himself, you look, see the other members of the council looking thoughtful. And, you know, they're, they're looking at you. You know at least your counselor. Um, yeah. All the counselors on this are uh, either the local leaders of their order, or in the case of Liz Parker, is just sort of like the most well-connected member of their order. Yeah. Oh, um, well, that's the thing. Like, in the in the world of Mage, it's very much like the, the Harry Potter Ministry of Magic thing, where, like, magic has to remain a secret. But it's not just, like, we're in Harry Potter. It was like, it has to remain a secret just because. In this particular case, it has to remain a secret because if more people find out about magic and shit like that, then it will literally start tearing the fabric of this world apart. Mm. So, all right. <laughs> It's important. So they kind of consider they, they consider it for a minute or two. Um, they, they, there's some huddled whispering between them. It's pronounced Leviosa. Um, and Hila finally please, nods. Please don't, please don't get me started. Okay. So I'm just going to start quoting that cartoon, and it'll never stop. So the huddled speaking in the uh, council. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> they, they, they look up from huddled speaking to... I've seen this happen in LARP before, too. Guys, um, mm. willing to give you a shot, but look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be square with you. You're pretty new at this, so you're gonna need to do something to be able to prove yourselves. Oh, excellent. Thankfully, we have a job that needs doing. Mm. It's pretty basic, but you do it. I think it'll prove that you're trustworthy. And it'll prove that you can think on the fly. So, I do. there is an artifact that has entered the city that uh, Councillor Dario has uh, told us about. Not just Dario. Uh, you guys know that an artifact is a magical item. Most of them often date back, are said to date back to Atlantis. Whether that's true or not, you don't necessarily know, but... They're super old. It's, they are super old. They are also very powerful. It's magical shit. There is no such thing as a weak artifact. <laughs> Even the ones that cast minor spells still have additional benefits to them. So, um, Also, can't artifacts cast magic without paradox? No. Okay, I no. thought that was a thing. No. Uh, this artifact is a mask. Uh, the mask was in the hands of a private... Uh, he just turns over to Dario. Dario goes, the mask was in the hands of a private collector. Uh, unfortunately, he died, and most of his estate uh, is being auctioned off to pay his massively unpaid back taxes... Uh, taxes. So, sorry, you want us to steal it or buy it? Well, you know, Helios looks at you. Death. That taxes. is entirely up to your discretion. <laughs> this is not about us telling you how to do something. This is about you proving that you can do the job, that you can think on your feet, and you can do it without fucking up. Good to know. Counselor Dario will... Uh, no, sorry, um... Tapos, as the Herald, will give you information on this mask. Okay. You are to acquire it and bring it to us by, let's say, within 30 days. Done. Excellent. <clears throat> well, then. He bangs a little gavel on the table. Council's adjourned. Uh, Tapos, they all get up, um, gather their papers. Tapos walks over to you, Connell, and mm. hands you... A uh, just Manila envelope full of stuff. Ooh, a Manila. This is everything we have on the mask. Excellent. Pats you on the shoulder. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I sincerely hope you don't 
not screw up. <laughs> good well, meeting. Good that meeting. makes two of us. Yeah, good <laughs> meeting. Good meeting, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, your counselors all will eventually express similar things to you of whatever you do, don't fuck up and make our order look bad. Yeah. Um, skip down. Our Artemis just kind of just kind of give you the hand signal of watching you. <laughs> don't. Just very stone faced. She's. I got mean, my eyes on you. She's, she's a mean lady. Don't make her angry. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, mean lady. We're gonna be drawing this uh, first episode to a close in a moment, but uh, at this point, you guys have your mission. You sure. know what you're after. Yeah. Yep. Let's see how many different ways you can find to make this go wrong. Oh, I'm oh. sure. <laughs> we oh, ain't terrible warriors for nothing. How can we be terrible in this? So, I, um, dude, let me, okay, I'm going to preface this with the same thing that I'm going to preface a lot of the screw-ups that we're going to have in our game. There's an app for that. <laughs> Excellent. So, for Terrible Warriors, I'm your GM for this evening, Derek the Bard from Chase of the Muse. And to my left... Cassie D20 loved you. Uh, Justin Ecock. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, really unsure about that for a second. Peacock. <laughs> Carl Macbeth, known through the nerd community as Dr. Holocaust. And I'm Steve Saylor. Be seeing you. Bye. Taking Bye. care of business. Every day, taking care of business. Well, that was me. I started singing oh, okay. no. You have just listened to the Terrible Warriors. Did they succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stunned the GM into a stupefied silence? And lastly, did someone get punched square in the dice bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our terrible warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquests or failures? Comment on this episode podcast at terriblewarriors.com. Message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors or email us at feedback at terriblewarriors.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. Thanks for listening to the Terrible Warriors.